Augmenters, we had a wonderful conversation with Kari Brown, someone who makes a huge impact in the mentoring game. We talk about resilience, showing up when things are tough and not just when it's convenient or easy. A strong mentoring game focuses on quality engagements over time and showing you care for the long haul. And as the executive director at Capital Partners for Education for more than 20 years, Kari knows a thing or two about putting in the work over time. He also knows a thing or two about Jimmy's jump shot and shares a bit with us on that as well. Here we go. Well, uh, thank you very much, Kari, for joining us on, uh, on another Augmenters podcast. We are uh, specifically going to be talking today about the theme of being able to pivot when things go sideways and figure out what to do next around mentoring. You have a wealth of experience uh, in this field, and uh, we're just excited to hear from some of your experiences, especially some people who have been important mentors to you and uh, important mentees and be believers to you over, the, over this time. Uh, but uh, first, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, or should we just dive right into it? I'm Kari Brown. Uh, I'm currently the CEO of Capital Partners for Education. We're a mentoring program for low-income high school students and we in Washington, D.C., and we prepare them for college and career success and economic mobility. And I've been leading CPE for 20 years and have helped uh, about 1,000 students over that time. And um, we currently have 500 students in our program and and growing and um, you know just really committed to the mission of helping young people achieve economic mobility uh, particularly black and brown youth who you know are are really under-resourced and and um, underrepresented in higher education and and in corporate America so um, promote that mission and mentoring has been you know a, a terrific vehicle in my life for, um, you know, a lot of the things that I've been able to do and, and just looking to replicate that for as many people as I can reach. So I would love to hear, Kari, the first time you heard the word mentoring. Do you, do you remember what that was? I mean, you've been doing this for 20 years. You've had so much, so many people you've touched and really affected, but like, when did the word first come to you? When I specifically got interested in mentoring was when I was in graduate school um, pursuing a master's in education and preparing to become a teacher. And then uh, I realized that teaching at that time for me was not going to provide me with the opportunity to have as much impact um, as I really wanted to have in doing the types of things that I mentioned before, like promoting economic mobility. And I saw mentoring as a vehicle for, for doing that. So I think, you know, it was in my mid to late 20s as I really got interested in the concept of mentoring. Um, I had been mentoring students as a high school basketball coach and found that that was um, really rewarding and fulfilling. And so, um, you know, I thought, again, I could replicate that at a greater scale in the nonprofit sector. Well, and I love all this talk about basketball because it's making me have two questions. One is how, you, how did you and Jimmy meet? So Jimmy and I went to the same high school Newton South High School in Massachusetts. And elementary school. Go Lions. And elementary school. So we didn't know it until a little while ago. Um, and, and so we, we met um, at, 
at at our high school. Um, Jimmy was in high school, and I was an uh, alum. And the day after Christmas every year, our high school coach, Joe Killaway, would uh, have an alumni game, and you know the alumni would like to come and beat up on the. Uh, on the current high school player. So I greatly enjoy the beating up experience. <laughs> I'm sure. So that I look forward to that every year uh, with coming back and, and coach Killalay, uh, you know, made a point of making sure that Jimmy and I stayed connected. Um, and then Jimmy ended up going to Tufts and, and where I um, graduated from. And well, so we're all jumbos. We're all jumbos. Me too. Right. And so um, been friends. And did the coach make sure you stay connected in like a mentoring kind of way or just uh, you both were going the same places kind of way? I think originally he did. He would tell me, you know, you got to I want you to look out for this guy. Um, And I always listened to what he told me. So (laughs) that's really funny because I feel like coach did the same thing with me talking to about another younger individual saying, look out for this guy. That would be his language, too. Maybe a little more colorful. Exactly. Very direct. <laughs> it was ineffective. But actually, he was, you know, a uh, a great role model for me and an inspiration for me. Um, I probably should have told him that more directly at some point. But, um, you know, when I got the idea in my 20s that I wanted to be a uh, – I go, go into education, I wanted to be a teacher – a high school history teacher and a basketball coach. And, you know, I saw my high school coach had been doing it for 30 or 40 years. And I thought that would be a pretty good life <laughs> and a good way to, you know, make an impact on young people. Uh, and so that was, that was my original plan. And so he was, he was an inspiration for that, for sure. Well, and then my second question is speaking of inspirations, I think one of um, this concept that we're talking about here came back to Bill Russell. We've been using a lot of different sort of symbols and different people along the way. We kind of call them our spirit guides for these eight steps we have in our mentoring experience. And um, yeah, just wanted to see if you had any thoughts about Bill Russell sort of from a mentoring perspective. That's a big question. I know Bill Russell's on the board of the National Mentoring Partnership where he was for many years. Um, He was someone I've always admired growing up in Boston and being a basketball player. And I remember I read his autobiography, um, you know, when I was in high school, heard a lot about him. Um, And he was the first black coach in any major sport and the greatest winner in, in, you know, major professional sports in the U.S., you're not going to call him the goat. You're not going to come out and just say. I, I. It's hard to argue that he's not. You know, Eleven championships in thirteen years, but I'm. You know, that's a subjective point of view as a Bostonian <laughs> <laughs> and a Celtics fan. But I, I love Bill Russell, and um, and he's a great role model, and and um, you know, and, and a hero, a hero. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot there behind Bill Russell, and I'd be happy to get more into it, but. I'm curious too, uh, like with you talked about uh, Coach Killay helping you think about mentoring without knowing it was mentoring, uh, and that I then had a similar experience, and I assume a lot of other uh, uh, kids who went through you know our program did, but nobody turned it into what you're doing, which is you know mentoring at scale in really the hardest population 
you educated Julie and I very early on the differences and needs for different populations and mentoring and helped us really focus on who our audience is. So where do you think something might've changed in your head of just saying, Hey, Kari, like look out for this guy to suddenly, you know, Kari's looking out for, as you said, you know, thousands of individuals and really making a much larger scale change than like some kid that's slow with a broke jumper. Um, <laughs> uh- well, I think, you know, my ideas and views around sort of what I want, how I wanted to be involved um, in mentoring, you know, those have evolved over time. When, when I started in this work at CPE in 2001, I was really interested in working directly with young people as I had been as a coach. And that meant having personal relationships with students and, and, you know, being a part of their lives and, and, you know, you can only do that with a small group. And as I got more into the work, my role had to evolve. And, you know, I saw that our organization or the organizations like us we're really only scratching the surface in terms of being able to reach, you know, into the population, you know, in our city here in Washington. And so I, you know, continue to look for ways to um, expand and, and really adapt our organization's model so that um, we could just have greater impact. And so that's been a gradual process of over 20 years We've adjusted our mission. We've adjusted our program design multiple times, you know, all towards greater impact and greater reach. Uh, and, and I believe that's really important in this work um, in order to be sustainable, but also, you know, you, you don't, it, there's some tension sometimes between, um, you know, maintaining quality relationships and um and the pursuit of growth and you have to make sure that you're able to do both and and really not compromise um you know the 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 real tenets of mentoring um which are you know about establishing trust and having you know a strong relationship and being able to maintain the right type of contact and have the right type of support and training and all of those things um so you have to, when you're growing, you have to make sure that you're doing those things. And we've been really focused on, on doing both. Yeah. The scaling and having the quality that continues to grow. Which is time. why it's been gra- a gradual process, right? You're really focusing on the quality of the product and service, which like, you know, as all being at some point, you know, executives, that's a, it's a really hard thing to not try to chase that growth. It, More is definitely not always better. That's right. We're talking about people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to scale relationships. Um, and so we started in my first year with 50 and, you know, now we have 500. And so it, like I said, it's been gradual. It doesn't seem so gradual. It still seems like a lot. It's significant, but it's not 50,000, right? You know, it's, we're not in multiple cities, you know, we're, um, we want to make sure, as I said, that, um, we're able to continue to really be effective. Is there a certain way, and this is kind of almost advice for 
people that are listening, is there a certain way that people might approach you in the beginning? And again, I know we're talking about a younger population than the standard our audience, which is normal, normally people looking for a second job or a graduate degree. But even for the younger population that you focus on, you know, uh, teenagers in the beginning, right. is there a certain way of kind of once that trust is bridged and it's really important as you've educated us that the adult in these younger relationships needs to keep showing up but once that trust is bridged and you start really caring about each other but uh, both ways is there some way that helped build that relationship and really make each of you start to care about each other beyond just you know hey we're getting lunch but like really start sharing and helping each other in a way well i think showing up at important times you know helps to bring you together right and sometimes those are celebration moments sometimes those are the hard moments um and you know you got to hang in there for both of those types of things right and all those things in between um you know we always talk to our mentors about the importance of consistency uh, and i think that's you know just showing up right um, and knowing that, you know, it's the mentor's role to be there um, when they're needed, you know, um, not just when it's convenient, right? Um, so I think that that those are important factors. And I'd love to hear if you have any examples of people. I know we've just asked you, you know, related to you, but if there's ones within your organizations or particular ones that have stuck out to you over time, somewhere between the 50 and the 500 that are... Uh, just great examples of how it's mentees. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones who I would say I, you know, I'm most proud of are the ones who are now sort of reaching back and, and mentoring other people. A, a student, you know, who was in our program more than 15 years ago, um, remember she nearly got kicked out and now, um, you know, I was getting an announcement that, you know, she's had this promotion and, um, you know, and has a master's degree in biochemistry and, you know, has, is just, in, in, and is in education right now, right? Helping young people, um, including some of the same students who are in our program. Um, we have mentees who have gone on to become staff members. We have many mentees who are now mentors. Um, we have two who are on our board right now. Um, one is, uh, uh, her name is Sarah, and she uh, is a chief of staff for a member of Congress uh, and has been a teacher and a, you know, an educator and a nonprofit executive director. Um, and I remember having conversations with her when you know, she was 15, 16, about wanting to do these things. And, you know, she's going to have a far greater impact in life right, than, than, I, than I have. And that just makes me stronger, right? I feel like that, you know, her successes are, are in some ways our successes, right? That's the goal. 100%. And that's what we talk a lot about. That's why this is so important to us is like really creating that culture we're talking about volunteering, like we both just volunteer. It's just what you do. And I think when you become a mentor and when you have been mentored and that's just part of how you operate, it's just what you do and just creates this culture that you just are continually looking up and looking back and sharing it. But how cool to have all those examples. And we've had, you know, as one of the core values of our program, we've always had, it is the, the, 
the language has changed a little bit. It used to be giving back and now it's service, but, you know, always this expectation that, you know, our young people, um, will be imbued with this value of, of, of helping others and, and that, you know, the cycle will continue, um, after they, they leave us. And, you know, anytime I, you know, do something for, um, a student or a former student who's been in our program and they thank me and I say, you know, only thing I want you to do is, you know, do this for somebody else. And then maybe one of our students or maybe somebody else, but, um, that's the way that you can sort of repay. Which me. is an incredible ask and totally means you're 500 or a thousand, you know, that's not linear. You're having you know, exponential effects. That's, yeah. Well, that's the goal. I, you know, each one teach one, <laughs> I can't remember who, um, who coined that phrase, but, um, you know, it's a powerful one. Right. And I think it might be like an African proverb, but, uh, you know, it's been used, you know, many times over the generations and that's something I really believe. And that's the way, you know, as an individual, um, a program that is, you know, really not trying to scale into tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, but can really achieve that type of deeper impact. What do you think are some of the barriers for people not being mentors or not getting into it? What do you think is something that we can, you know, kind of address in the work that we're doing? Well, there are some real practical ones just in terms of, you know, all of the competing uh, forces, <laughs> right? So time, um, you know, not, you know, when I, I hear from, um, some of our graduates and I t talk to them about, you know, Hey, well now you're, you now have a degree, you know, when, when can you, you know, I want to, I want to see your name on one of these lists of, of mm -hmm. new mentors. And, and they often say, you know, I'm not sure I have the time to be able to commit to this. I don't want to do it until, um, you know, I, I know that I can really commit to it and, and, and give the student the time that they need. Some people say, you know, I'm not where I want to be in my career. And to that, I always say, that's not what students want from you. <laughs> they don't really care about what you've achieved. They care about whether you care about them. And, you know, you can demonstrate that and, and mentor them without having a, a fancy title. Uh, so, you know, the, the, I think the main thing, right, is, um, you know, do you have the time to do this? Do you have the bandwidth? Are you, you know, at a point in your life where you can make a, a commitment to be consistent and to show up for somebody? That's a, I just love what you just said about it, Matt. You need to, they care if you care about them. And that's something that anybody can do, even if it's not necessarily a return, especially in the beginning potentially of a relationship. But it seems like such a big deal that I feel like people aren't talking enough about that you just really need to care. It's about the other person first and foremost. It's, as you said, it's not where they're at in life. Well, I mean, that's, you know, we work with youth, right? So that's from a, like a youth development perspective. Like they, you know, the young people, that's really what is, they want to know, you know, are you for real? <laughs> and really what are you for real means like, do you 
care about me or are you going to show up for me? You're going to be here tomorrow or are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Uh, and that is what, you know, there are other things, right? You know, can I identify with this person? You know, um, do I like the things that they're saying to me? But those things matter a lot less than the, the primary thing, you know, is this person genuine? You know, even if they're different, you know, are they, are they genuine and are they um, going to follow through and do they really care about it? Yeah, me? it's really about the consistency. And I even I think, uh, you know, both Jimmy and I, uh, obviously, as you know, business owners, we mentor other business owners and not in, in so, so much of a formalized way as you are. And some of the thing we talked about when we talked about Bill Russell is sort of this firewalking is this idea of going through really hard things and being able to share it back to others. As an as a operator of an organization, owner of the organization, do you have any kind of advice um, for people who want to start organizations along these lines? What kind of maybe experiences you've had? Uh, maybe not necessarily just about mentoring, but about running an organization that you wouldn't mind passing on. So not specific necessarily to mentoring, but just starting a business. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you all, you know, have started more businesses than I have. But, um, you know, I think having a vision and being willing to uh, hustle <laughs> and to work hard and to be able to not be dissuaded when people tell you no um and you know you you have to have some grit um to be a business you know to be an entrepreneur um and you can't be afraid of failing you know that's something that um you know i've failed well, that's actually one thing that sports taught me you know, I grew up playing baseball and basketball and, you know, baseball, if you fail seven times out of 10, you're an all-star. <laughs> basketball, if you fail one out of two times, you know, you're an all-star. And so you always think when you're shooting a basketball that the next shot is going to go in. And so, you know, when I coach little kids, that's what I tell them. Like, don't worry, you just missed, but you're going to make the next one, you know. And so you have to have a drive right and and of internal belief in yourself um and you know kind of tap into that when things get hard um you also have to be able to you know pivot and be in and adjust to things and um you know be adaptable um and you know there's a lot of research involved and mm -hmm. you know knowing how to work with people and you know having a good idea and having you know, the right friends and all of those things too. But I think starting with some sort of inner beliefs, right. And, um, and, and, a, and a approach that, uh, even with all the other connections and all the other things, if you don't have that, you're not going to, you know, be able to get through the hard times. And I, I don't know if Julie meant to do this, but in a way you described a lot about what we talk about in our more professional mentoring setting about, you know, starting with vision, uh, and moving through, uh, you know, our principles. We're, right. vision, we're like, oh, yes, exactly, exactly. Be a great organizational business mentor as well. Yeah, I, uh, you have consulting in your future. Well, uh, <laughs> sticking to my day job. Yeah, uh, you have more important work to do here. Uh, I, I'm just kind of curious, is, is there ever something or, like, that you always 
kind of give out or think about as advice for others? Like, is there a, like a YouTube video or a book or like whenever you're talking to a mentee or a believer where you're like, hey, you know, before you get started or like, you know, like just you know, wrap your head around this and then come back? Nothing has come to mind. I mean, I, I think it really depends on I, I do, you know love to give people books and recommend books um and bill russell second wind is second wind would yeah. be a great one yeah but um no there's not a single thing i mean i think i really i think it those are situational types of things and it depends on you know a little bit more context um there's not a one size fits all i don't think and and it just depends on so many other factors you know you got to meet the person where they're, you know, where they are. Right. I love it. Yeah. You, you can't just give one thing to everybody. You got to, you got to think, you got to care a little bit first to really give something good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best answer I've ever heard to that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's my answer to a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> what so do you my want wife, for lunch? It depends a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, Julie, do you have any more yeah, questions? Yeah, I have my one last question. So something that uh, Jimmy and I talked about when we first started this was the idea that the word mentoring can be, a, you know, when at least when I first thought of the word, I just imagined, you know, sort of an older white man behind a big desk with, you know, talking down to me, which is hard, but talking down to me. Um, so we were trying to figure out, we spent a little bit of our beginning time thinking about, is there a way to like rebrand mentoring? Is there a different word? Is there a different way to really... Um, you know, freshen up this concept. You and just and we don't just mean new t-shirts. Uh, yeah. yeah, you just mentioned a rebrand, which we also love talking about, logos right. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, do you have any kind of thoughts on the word mentoring or uh, if you feel that it's kind of a barrier? I sometimes have problems with um, one aspect of the word mentor in that, well, it can be used in so many different ways. You know, it can be used as a noun or as a verb, you know, um, but people have so many different interpretations based upon, you know, whatever context, right, that they're most familiar with. The word gets diluted. And, and I think that is sometimes a difficult thing for mentoring organizations, um, you know, particularly in the funding community where, you know, funders may, you know, um, question, you know, the, the impact of, of mentoring because it's diluted, right? Because there are so many organizations who have <clears throat> a mentoring initiative within, you know, whether, you know, it's a for-profit organization or a nonprofit organization. Um, and a lot of times those are those are initiatives that are under-resourced and they're afterthoughts and they're not, um, you know, properly tended to. And, um, and as a result, they don't work as well. And we've seen that even sort of on the corporate side. I think there's this idea in the HR department, they're like, oh, we do this, we do this, we do mentoring. And then you kind of dig in and it's like, mm, there's not, yeah. It's a nice thing to say that you do, yeah. but when you, when you follow up and, you know, peel back the onion a little bit, you actually find that they're not really doing it. And they're not that as committed to it as, as they might say they are. In mentoring, I think this is a fairly consistent, um, you know, I, I, certainly this is a belief that I have, and I think it, it bears out. 
if you're not really going to be serious about mentoring, don't do it. <laughs> um, certainly we know with youth that, and, I, and I've mentioned this to you before, if, if you under-resource your program and you are not able to follow through with mentees, you know, you often do more harm than you've done good. Yeah. And, and so you can have good intentions, but if you don't actually follow through on those commitments, you know, you shouldn't have gotten involved. Uh, it's not something that, you know, should be uh, taken lightly. You know, these are real commitments that should be made and should be honored. Yeah. And you really need to show up thinking, like, I need to care so this other person cares about me. And And not just, you know, the first week, but, you know, for, you know, and, and hopefully you've, you've set out, you know, some, you know, you, part of a good mentoring relationship is explaining, um, as you're entering it, you know, sort of what, so you can agree upon some expectations and set some basic ground rules so that you don't have one person thinking one thing and one person thinking another, and, and then, you know, someone being disappointed. Kari, thanks so much. This has been awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, you really inspire us. Oh, well, thank you so much. I love talking to uh, people who are interested in mentoring and, and Tufts alumni and Newton South alumni, <laughs> basketball junkies. And, and uh, yeah. But I, I just really appreciate the work that you all are doing, um, you know, to shine a light on, on mentoring and, and to reach back and doing what I was talking about earlier, you know, reaching back and helping other people find their way just as people helped you. Wise words and a perfect gateway to our next principle of mentoring, evolution, where we discuss how mentoring relationships morph and reform over time. Roles may reverse and you help each other in new and exciting ways. But remember the bedrock. They care when you care. We'll explore relationships in a universe where evolving to your highest potential is the name of the game, the wide world of Pokemon. You can tell the people are excited, clapping in the background, just like a young Kari Brown on the basketball court. And we can't wait for Pikachu and Psyduck up next. See you soon. If you want to help Julie and Jimmy in our mentoring journey, then please subscribe, because we all should ask for help. Thank you to our producer, Erica Samus. Thank you.